You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Can I invite everybody now to lift up both hands in the air? Declare God's abundance in your life. As we all say, today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. Declare this out loud and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I ask all of you to sit down for a few moments? I know you've been standing up for quite some time. I'll preach to you first and then we'll stand up in honor of God's word. I want to deliver this message to everybody and I hope that you can preach this. You can put it in the chat box for those of you who are online. The message is for someone who is looking for hope. How many of you need hope? Raise up your hand. If you need hope, this message is for you. Reason to rejoice in the season of your life. This is the message. Celebrate your appointment. Celebrate your appointment. Now go ahead and tell somebody beside you, celebrate your appointment. Amen. For the last few weeks, we have been walking through the wilderness and and we've been seeing the Israelites, how they've been dealing with the situation that they're in. And there's one current recurring theme that's repeated again and again. You notice when you're reading the book of Numbers, how the Israelites just love to complain. They're blessed, but there's something good, but there's always a reason for them to complain. And, and, And you see that. In talk number three, we saw how the Israelites had manna coming from heaven, sky bread, we said. And yet, they complained that that they wanted more variety. They wanted more options to choose from. That's in talk three. And then in talk four last Sunday, we, we, we showed you how the Israelites were complaining about this promised land that God already promised to them. And they were complaining that there were giants in that place. And so they were afraid. They were operating in fear, not faith. And then today, you're going to see, we're going to show you how the Israelites will again complain about the priesthood and how Moses is being used by God and why not us? Why, what makes Moses so special that he's the only one that he, God is using? And we're going to show you, but there's a sense in which when you read through the book of Numbers, you know, from chapter 1 to 10, the Bible says that they did as the Lord commanded. But then chapter 11 onwards, it went downhill from there. They became very disobedient. But when you're the reader, it's like you're reading this piece of the passage and you're thinking, really? You're going to complain again? Like, this is, this is the third time you're complaining again and again. It reminds me of the story of this man who was walking around with two bandages with his two ears. And one of his friends who saw him and said, friend, why do you have a bandage here? And he says, well, I was ironing my shirt one day. And then I got confused. The phone rang. And instead of picking up the phone, I picked up the iron. (laughs) Then the other friend says, well, what's the other bandage for? Well, my phone rang again. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like 
What is the intention of the author writing the, the complaints of the Israelite again and again? What is this pattern all about? And you'll see this. It's a recurring pattern about the foolishness. Everybody say foolishness. About the foolishness of the Israelites. And yet, the author doesn't stop there. He creates another pattern that also shows something. See, when you read through all the chapters in the different books and the verses of the book of Numbers, you'll see that there's a recurring theme of foolishness. But you know what else there is? You want to know what? Ask me what? It's a recurring theme to be reminded for all of us here that when you read that, it reminds you of your own recurring stupidity in life, how you repeat mistake after mistake after mistake. But also in the midst of our recurring stupidity, there lies God's reliable mercy. Amen. I don't know how many of you need God's mercy. Doesn't it give you joy right now to know that God will continue to give you His mercy again and again? But why is it that the Israelites complain? I got a very simple reason. It's because they always compared. Here is a truth that you can take home today. Comparing leads you to complaining. Let me say that again. Comparing leads you to complaining. Can I show you in an illustration what I mean? Can, I, can we bring out my prop? I, I asked for a prop here today. Can we thank Jay? Let's clap our hands for Jay. Thank you, Jay. I, I, I had to run back to the car. Is it okay if I go down? I had to run back to the car to, to pick up a bag of popcorn. I, I, I'm going to give somebody here who looks like they're hungry for some popcorn. Can, can, can I ask you to pass it to that little girl? That, 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 hi. Hello. There. Just, just that little girl. Okay. So, let me go back to the stage so I can preach it here. Okay. Can I give a little, uh, can I ask that little girl to stand up? Where, where is she? She's right there. Can, can we ask her to stand up? Just, just hold the popcorn there in your hand. Okay. This is not planted or anything, all right? I just pray to the Lord, the Holy Spirit to lead me to whoever. And I think that the Lord wants her to give, uh, wants her to, the popcorn to be given to her. Can I put some words into your thoughts right now? May I? You're probably thinking, so, bakit siya lang? Anong meron sa kanya? I mean, does it make... Why is she the only one that's special? Is it because she's a little girl? Is it because, you know, she, she looks like she's hungry? Why, why her? See, a lot of us, that's the frame mind, the framework of our thinking. Is that when you see somebody holding something that you don't have, you're, you start thinking, why them and not me? Why has God blessed her and not me. What is it with her? And you see, the Israelites, that's what they did. They started comparing everything that was happening in their life. They compared their situation in the wilderness to the situation in Egypt. You remember that? They compared their situation with Moses being the high priest. And then they even went as far as comparing meat to manna. Why do we have manna and not meat? You see, when you start comparing, that's when you start complaining. Why is it that I don't have what they have? Can you hold out that little popcorn bag, little girl? Thank you so much for doing that. Just a little bit of effort. 
I want you to know that, did you know that when I gave, before I gave you that popcorn, that popcorn started out as a bag of kernels of corn, but I needed to put it in the, in the microwave. By the way, I just did it just now, so that's a fresh bag. You can eat that after. You can share it with as many people as you can. There's a lot of popcorn there, but here's, here's my point, okay? Before I gave you that bag of popcorn, it started with just hard kernels of corn. But you see, how is popcorn produced? You put it in the heat. But when you think about it, that little bag of popcorn, it's a bunch of kernels of corn that's stored in the same bag, that's cooked in the same heat, that's cooked in the same oil, and yet not all of the popcorn pops at the same time. What is my point? Ask me what? Stop comparing because your turn to pop will come eventually. I want you to believe right now that, hey, eventually my breakthrough will come. My blessing will come. So stop comparing. Stop complaining. Instead, what do you do? Start celebrating your anointing. Stop, start celebrating your calling. Start celebrating your God-given appointment. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. You can enjoy your popcorn, little girl. You can share it with as many as you like. But that's the message today. Stop comparing. Because your turn to pop will come. You believe me? Amen. Amen. Everybody, please welcome our dear, dear friend. Somebody that we love so much. Brother Bo Sanchez. So good. Give a big hand to Audi Villaraza. Ah, I got hungry with that popcorn. Man, why don't we stand up just a bit? Raise your hand towards the word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Put your hand over your chest, say, Father, speak to me. From Numbers chapter 16, verse 1 to 3, this is the story of a guy by the name of Korah. I know Korah is a girl's name today, but Korah with a K was a guy's name from the tribe of Levi. And something special about Levites, I'm going to explain later, but this guy, no matter how special the Levites were, his tribe was, and the mission and the appointment that he received, he, it was not enough. It was not enough. He was comparing why Moses had the popcorn, he didn't. One day, Korah, son of Ijar, as descendant of Kohath, son of Levi, conspired with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, son of Peleth. Nice name. Hi, On. On, son of Peleth, from the tribe of Reuben. Everybody say Reuben. Now, who is Reuben? What's the tribe of Reuben? Reuben is the eldest son. Say eldest. Raise your hand if you're an eldest in the family. Reuben was the eldest of 12 kids. Now, I want you to think of this. Very, very important. Reuben, probably the tribe of Reuben saying, why the Levites? 
our younger sibling gets the special role of being a keeper of the tabernacle, the sacred instruments of worshiping God. Why them? Why not me? I'm the eldest. But this time, the Levites, some of the Levites, Korah, okay, say Korah, was complaining why Moses had the popcorn and probably Reuben, the tribe of Reuben, some of these guys, on, <laughs> I love his name, on, Dathan and Abiram, they conspired together and let's say, hey, there's something wrong here. It's unfair. Why only they have the popcorn? Verse 2, they incited a rebellion against Moses along with the 250 other leaders of the community, all prominent members of the assembly. They united against Moses and, I got my verse, and said, you have gone too far. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord. And He is with all of us. Ganda na sinabi niya, no? Galing. Diba? Everybody say, diba? The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord. And He is with all of us. What right? What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people? Here is the paraphrase. I'll show you the paraphrase of Korah's complaint. Hey, Moses, we're all God's chosen. What makes you think you're so special? Diba? So, I want you to know that this is not new. Four chapters before this event, the same complaint, everybody say, same complaint, came from the lips of the sister and the brother of Moses, Miriam and Aaron. This is what they said. Numbers 12, 1 and 2. Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he married a Cushite woman. Pero actually, ano lang yun? Excuse. Smoke screen. <laughs> they just, you know what I'm talking about? When you're envious or jealous of somebody and you're again, hahanap ka. Hahanap ka ng mali. No? Nang parang mali. But actually, this is the issue. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses. Siya lang ba talaga ang binigyan ng popcorn? Hello! Hasn't He spoken through us too? Which is true. Miriam and Aaron, very important. High priest, um, Miriam was the prophetess. Totoo naman eh. Pero may mali. There's something wrong. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Put your hand over your chest again and everybody say, Father, let your word be so loud in my heart. It will shake me up and remove anything in my life that is pulling me away from you. Purify my soul to be ready for more of you in my life. More blessing, more grace, more abundance, more presence, more peace, more love, more joy, more healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light 
unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand and love Him. Love the Lord. Please be seated. Touch somebody beside you. Tell that person God will speak to you today. I wanted to do a Doc Ryan. And a light unto... Never mind. Doc Ryan is an amazing preacher and you've seen him here, singer as well. I want you to know that um, the author of Numbers uses hyperlinks just like Exodus and just like Leviticus and just like Genesis. We've been talking. Everybody say hyperlinks. So, so the, author, the author uses repetition to be able to wink at you and tell you, I'm telling you something that was spoken before. I want you to connect these two things together. There's three things together. It's ten things together because it says the same thing. So, Miriam, Aaron, criticizing Moses, siblings, they're brothers and sisters. Korah, in the tribe of Levi, complaining, criticizing against Moses. Wait a minute. Where again, just in case you were listening, where again, what tribe does Korah belong? The coup plotter, the one who wants to do the coup against Moses. Who? What, what, can you shout it out just in case you, you heard? What tribe does Korah come from? Levi. Levi, the tribe of Levi. Moses. What tribe does Moses come from? Ah, you don't know. Levi. So Korah was a brother of Moses in the same tribe. So it's the same theme. This is a repetition. This is a wink from the author. This is a hyperlink. What, what, what is he saying? We're going to talk today about the evil of sibling envy. Now I want you to know sibling does not mean blood brother. I come from the U.S. and I am feeling hot. Thank you to this beautiful girl. Five cities in the U.S. Meeting the feasts there was so amazing, was so beautiful. Um, I cannot talk about it right now. So the first hyperlink story that the author of Numbers wants to bring us to is the Cain and Abel story in the book of Genesis. Are you familiar with that story? Just even a little bit. Cain, the brother of Abel, what does he do? He kills Abel because Abel and Cain, they offered an offering to God and God accepts the younger brother's offering. Abel does not accept Cain. And what, what, what Cain said, why? Why does he have the popcorn, not me? Kill. Cain and Abel's story, the refrain, just keeps on repeating again and again all throughout the Bible. Miriam, Aaron against Moses, now Korah complaining about his brother, tribal brother, Moses. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? Sibling envy. Everybody say that word, sibling envy. It's the evil of sibling envy. My friends, I want you to think about this. Do you think? Do you know of someone, 
in the office, in the family, among your friends, gym mates, I don't know, somebody, you know, an alumni back home, back in your school. He, he was a decent person. She was a good person. You know, generally good, generally okay. All of a sudden, parang may nag-switch. Parang there's this, there's this thing that happened. All of a sudden, she goes against you, talks about you, destroys your reputation, does not want to talk to you anymore. You know, spreads lies about you, wants to step on you, wants to crush you. And you wonder, what happened? Why? She was supposed to be this good person. Kaibigan ko siya, bakit? And then you find out why later on. Because you got promoted and she didn't. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is real. This, is, this happens everywhere. This... The, Here's the problem. Ask me, what's the problem? What's the problem? They don't even know they're envious. Yes or no? They, they don't. They are oblivious to the fact. They, they, you ask them, oh, ingit ka lang. This is injustice. They're, they're, they have righteous indignation. They're saying, I just want to correct the wrong that's happening here. And that's what, this is, this is the message here. Uh, I want you, let's examine what Korah said to Moses. Can we? This is what you call a half-truth. Everybody say that, half-truth. It's a mix between truth and, 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 and a lie. And I want you to know this is very dangerous. Ask me why. Because it's more deceptive. And so Korah says, let's read, number 16, verse 3. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord and He is with all of us. Question, is this true or is this, is this false? Shout. Parang hindi kayo ayon nyo sabihin kasi galing kay Korah no? Yung rebel But it's true. In fact, this is a biblically based statement. It comes from where? It comes from Genesis 12. It comes from Genesis 28. It's all over the place. This is true, but he mixed it with a lie. What's the lie? Next statement. Right, right after saying this, he said, What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people? That's a lie. Why? God really told Moses to be their overall leader. Exodus 3 and so on. I mean, God really said, Moses, you're going to be the leader. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Everybody say, half truth. Poke somebody in the shoulder and say, Matakot ka sa half-truth. Matakot ka. Be, be wary and be very concerned and be afraid of half-truths because it's a mixture of truth and then it's a mixture of lie. You know, I have a prayer. I have a prayer. Let's pray this prayer against half-truth. Lord, if I believe in half-truth, any half-truths, bonk me in the head. That's my prayer. I pray it a lot because I can actually fall and slip into a half-truth. Next. I, yeah. Um, this is Moses' response. Love his response. Love, love, love Moses' response to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. 
Does it seem insignificant to you that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the community of Israel to be near him so you can serve in the Lord's temple and stand before the people to minister to them? In other words, Kora, hello, may popcorn ka rin eh. Iba lang package. Iba lang ang brand. Meron ka rin. How special is your appointment? Cora. He has already given the special ministry to you and your fellow Levites. You, you, you know, the Levites are so special. Are you now demanding the priesthood as well? This, this is the next verse. Next verse. Okay. I, I, I need you to say this, okay? Tell somebody beside you. Celebrate your appointment. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's a verse I want to read to you. Um, the, the, it's not a verse. It's, it's a statement that I don't know if Audie shared this. But when we focus too much on what we think we deserve, we forgo what God has already delivered to us. Am I making sense to you? Did you get that? Okay. Um, Korah comes from the Kohalites. And this, this is their duty. This is Numbers 4. This is way in front of the book. The duties of the Kohathites at the tabernacle will relate to the most sacred objects. The most sacred objects of the tabernacle, they were the keepers. They, they were to carry. They were to construct the tabernacle. That's their work. And I have... Um, you know, when I was reading about this and unpacking this, I'm reminded of one person that I meet regularly when we have a feast in PICC. I mean, before it was PICC every week, right? Now, once in a while. And so every time I'm there, there's a waiter in the backstage. His name is Eugene. And Eugene will serve us, you know, coffee or whatever. The first time I had a conversation with Eugene, this is how it went, you know. Brother Bo, I, 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 what's your name? You know, Eugene Po. And then, I don't know what's, when he said this, like maybe the third sentence or the fourth sentence, he said, Brother Bo, I have served four Philippine presidents. Galing, ano? Because, you, of course, PICC, Philippine International Convention Center, global events, you know, international events are there. So, Eugene has served four Philippine presidents. I like that. That's how he introduced himself. He does not see himself as a waiter. He sees himself as a waiter of presidents. Ibayon. Iba yung tayo mo. Iba yung ngiti mo. Iba yung tingin mo sa sarili mo. Ano, what's your work? Waiter lang po. What's your work? I'm a waiter of presidents. Di ba? Ang galing. My dear friends, you, I've got news for you. Everybody say, I'm listening. You do not serve presidents. You serve the King of Kings. That's what you do. You serve him in your family. Are you a son? Are you a daughter? Serving your parents. You're not serving your parents only. You're serving the king of kings. 
Are you a husband? Are you a wife serving your children? You are not just serving your kids. You are serving the King of Kings. Are you an accountant? Are you an engineer? Are you a salesman? Are you a customer service communication hub holding the phone? My dear friends, you're not serving your customers only. You're serving the King of Kings. When you go home and you sleep at night, I want you to understand your most important title in the world is not accountant, it's not controller, it's not customer service, it's not doctor, it's not nurse, it's not teacher. Your title should be, and that's something you chew on before you sleep and when you wake up in the morning, I am a servant of the Almighty God. That's who you are. And when I meet an usher, and when I meet a person in our awesome kids' ministry, and when I meet somebody in the, in, the, in the backstage and you don't even see and you don't know the name, the person with the headphones, and, and these people, they, they come here at 6 in the morning and they're the last person to leave. These people that you do not know, it is so easy, so easy to be discouraged. Because these people, you know, nobody applauds them. Everybody applauds me. Everybody applauds Audi. They don't applaud the people who are there, you know, with the, with the collection and, and taking. And, then, and the, the, these are people, the security people, the people in the parking lot who help park the cars. These are people who are volunteers, the people who serve coffee in the lobby. These people are nameless and faceless, and they do not get any applause. How do they sustain their service week after week after week after week? I'll tell you how. They tell themselves, I'm serving the King. I'm serving the Almighty God. I am a servant of the living God. I want you to put your hands over your chest and say that with me. I'm serving the Almighty God. That's who you are. We're servants of the King. That's, that's your title. What, how you, you do not compare. You do not say, why does he have more? Why, why, why is his title better? Why, why, why does he get you know, all this prestige? Why not me? St. Paul said the same message way, way forward into the New Testament. He said, if the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not the hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not the eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? The whole body is an eye. Or if your whole body were an ear, yuck. How would you smell anything? You know, St. Paul was right. When I think of all of this, I'm reminded of one person in my life. You know, think about it. She's there. This lovely girl who got my coat a while ago. She does not preach. She does not want to. We force her once in a while. But you see, that's not her appointment. God appointed me to be a preacher. God appointed her to love the preacher. Am I happy or am I happy? That's her appointment. God has an appointment for you. You don't compare. You don't. My mom, my mom also does not preach, could not preach. When I was 13 years old, I remember 
My, when I was 14, my mom and my dad, they, they came up to me and said, we're going to start a little prayer group in our, in our garage. We'll call it Light of Jesus. And Bo, you're going to be the leader. You're going to be the leader. And I said, I was 14. And, and they said, because you know how to preach. Their role was this. My mom's role was to believe in the preacher. <laughs> that, that was her role. She, I remember I was 13 years old. I would be invited to the prayer groups, different prayer groups to preach. So the person inviting me would invite. Can you just imagine? I was 13. I was, I was thin. I'm, I'm thin now. I was thinner. I was, I was smaller. You know, I was ugly. Yes, yeah, absolutely was. You know, past tense. I was, was ugly. And, and I, I remember I would be invited to the prayer group, and I'm there. You know, I, I go on stage. The moment I go on stage, there would, this, there would be this woman somewhere at the back would be walking through the aisles. And I don't see her face. Why? She's carrying this huge cassette recorder over her shoulder, you know. And, but, of course, I, I, I know who she was, right? Her dress, her, you know. And then she sits there. I preach at the end of my talk. You know, I, I go home. When I go home, I hear myself. I'm hearing myself. My mom is playing the recording of my talk. Um, I knock on the door. Mom, you were there. You were there when I was giving a talk, you know. And then my mom would open the door. And then you're listening. You just heard me live, and now you're listening to my recording. Why? And then my mom, you know, would open the door of her bedroom just a little bit. I'm busy. Good night. Boom. Closes the door. She believed in me so much which made it easier for me to believe that God believes in me. That was her role in my life. And you need to accept and celebrate that appointment. There is a second story that the book of Numbers, that the author hyperlinks this entire Korah rebellion to, it's, of course, obviously, the Adam and Eve story. Because I want you to listen to this. This is what Korah and the rebels were saying. Then Moses summoned Dathan and Abiram and the sons of Elia, but they replied. This is what the rebels said. Are you ready? Wild. Blows your mind. We refuse to come before you. Isn't it enough that you brought us out of Egypt, a land flowing with milk and honey? Is there something wrong with what they were saying? The whole Bible. Paki search. What is the land of milk and honey? Was it Egypt? No! What was happening here? These rebels were, we talked about this last week, switching labels of good and evil. When you redefine good and bad apart from God, you do it on your own. You switch the label of good. Etong good will become bad. Etong bad will become good. You're switching labels. That is an Adam and Eve move. In Adam and Eve, temptation 
you know, eat the fruit. You know, why eat the fruit? God said that's bad, but the serpent says, no, it's good. When you redefine good and bad, that is it. The Adam and Eve fall. Korah and the rebels are doing it. Ikaw Moses, ha? Pinalayas mo kami sa Egypt, a land of flowing milk and honey. Huh? That's slavery. You were under cruel slavery. What are you talking about? Are you listening to what I'm saying? A land flowing with milk and honey to kill us here in this wilderness and that you now treat us like subjects, like slaves. This, this is the inversion. And this is what happens. And this is our temptation, my dear friends. We go on. We go on. What's more, you haven't brought us into another land flowing with milk and honey. You haven't given us a new homeland with fields and vineyards. Are you trying to fool these men? We will not come. And so this is what has happened. This is how God responded to these rebels. You want to know? You want to know? Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? Serioso to. He had hardly finished speaking the words when the ground suddenly split open beneath them. The earth opened up its mouth and swallowed the men along with their households and all their followers who were standing with them and everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave. You know those, those horror movies that we watch? Alive in the grave, along with all their belongings. The earth closed up over them and they all vanished among the people of Israel. My dear friends, what is this? Can everybody stand up? Brother Bo naman, nakakatakot yun. Pinanished sila ni Lord. Please know that this is an ancient book. And ancient literature is a very different way of, of conveying a message. You know what, what, what this story, what that incident was saying? Ask me what? Louder. What? Decreation. That was decreation. Remember in the book of Genesis when God created man? Man came from the? From the earth. And now, the rebels were swallowed up. It's called decreation. What does it mean? When you separate yourself from God and start redefining good and bad for yourself, apart from Him, this is good, good bayan, bad nayan. This is bad, good nayan. You know, when you switch labels, what happens is decreation. You, you know, God is the source of life. God is the source of joy. God is the source of peace. When you separate yourself from God, you're separating yourself from joy, from peace, from love. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what happens. And so in our lives, we, we experience that when we separate ourselves from God. But you see, dapat marami marami pantaong namatay. Because a lot of people followed Korah and the rebels. It says in the book of Numbers, Korah had steered up the entire community against Moses and Aaron, and they all gathered at the tabernacle entrance. So many people, it was a coup d'etat. They wanted to kick out Moses. I want you to listen. God 
he sent a mediator, a mediator of mercy. That's what God does. His name was Moses. I love this, this guy. Look at this guy. People want to remove you. People hate you. People don't like you. They've sworn against you. What does Moses do? Read 1622. But Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground. Oh God, they pleaded. You are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Must you be angry with all the people when only one man sins? He prays to, the, to God to have mercy. Do you know of another mediator who did that? The greatest mediator of all history. He hung upon the cross. And there were people who hated him so much. But this is what Jesus did. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the greatest mediator of the universe is here in our midst. Have you fallen into envy? Or have you fallen into complaining? Or have you been redefining good and bad apart from God? Have you not trusted Him enough that He will bless you if you follow Him? Whatever situation you are in, there is a mediator who says, I'm on your side. You know, you've fallen, you've made mistakes. I'm on your side. I really am. Let's receive that mercy today. God has appointed you. Amen? Everybody believe that? And your first appointment is not to serve Him. Your first appointment is to be close to Him. I want you to believe in that. I want you to give yourself to Him. Put your hand over your chest. And everybody say, Jesus, thank you for being my channel of mercy. I receive your love. And I ask you, help me celebrate my appointment to be close to you and to serve you for the rest of my life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.